Welcome to the Mom Powerment Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids, even when they are experiencing their most challenging behaviors. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Mom Powerment Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Melody Miles spent years as an international expert at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, helping to launch the global campaign to eradicate malaria. And maybe you are like Melody, a go-getter. You work hard, you give everything to be at the top of your game. But how do we keep thriving among all the unknown pressures we are facing today? Melody, it is so good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Karen. Great to be here. So, Melody, do you still work for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? I don't. I left that role in 2018. Why? What happened? I sold all my belongings and set out with a suitcase and a smartphone. I was obviously a diplomat and philanthropist for many years. And I always say I was fighting for the freedom of others and fighting to alleviate other people's pain because I didn't know how to turn towards my own pain. Um, And so there was a reckoning. My 54-year-old mom had passed away. My marriage had had suddenly ended. And I ended up with a panic attack on the bathroom floor at work um, and was rushed to the ER and was told that it was nothing but panic. And and it was my moment of either I keep climbing the ladder and chasing a version of success someone else defines for me, or I step back and let everything burn to the ground so that I can build my life based on what is true. So you walked away, got rid of everything, except your suitcase and your smartphone. So I've heard you say, escape busy, in quotes. When women stop being busy, they can be free. So Melly, when we have a hundred things we need to do, and it keeps piling up, and we feel more and more overwhelmed. What is the secret? The secret is choosing yourself and honoring commitments to yourself, just like you would your kids or a doctor appointment or a request from your boss. And I wholeheartedly believe that when we stay busy in doing mode, we can't tap into our joy. And so real freedom comes when you realize that you first and foremost belong to yourself and um, that you are willing to essentially release all the codependent addictions we have that fuel the dopamine in our brain by achieving, right? So we we have to transition from being validated externally by achieving and doing things for people. And I believe women have inherited this patriarchal wound. It's really not our fault, but we show up in the world as the emotional caretakers, as the achievers, as the doers. And until women take back and claim their right to like, love and nourish themselves and their soul and not live a busy life, we're always going to be in this cycle of addicted to anxiety, to busyness and to stress. Um, Cause we're carrying things that don't, we don't, that, that don't belong on our plate. Um, yeah. And so 
What's one of the first steps for a busy working mom with kids and trying to manage it all and be at home and raise them with their education now at home? And what what is one idea of the first step that our listeners could benefit from today? So I really believe that play and rest are the gateway to transformation because I, I do believe that this is a deeper mindset shift um, that women have to go through, but that you can do this work while playing and resting, right? That women are used to it having to be the hustle and hard. And so I always encourage women to make a happy list and we brainstorm what they love to do on vacation or not, right? Just what they would like, if, if time wasn't an issue, if money wasn't an issue, what would be those things that you know now? And most women kind of like struggle to give me an answer because their mind is so like, what? Stop and think about what I enjoy. What is that? When is the last time I did that? But coming up with a strategic happy list that then we can start plugging into your calendar, whether that's five minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. I say like, you can take yourself on a date once a week. You can plan like a retreat with yourself once a month. You can um, develop a morning routine. But the whole point is that if play and rest are the gateway to transformation, how do we actually get you to name the things that bring you joy and to start doing them? Because I think that kind of begets this momentum of like, oh, I can choose myself. Oh, I can do things I love. Oh, the world doesn't fall apart when I drop the balls. Um, and the more we drop balls and let go of, of other people's expectations that we're carrying that we really like aren't ours to carry, the more freedom we can find. That's so huge. And that's so hard to do. It's so easy to say, right? And then people say, but how do you avoid the feelings of feeling guilty that I, right? Don't you get those questions? What do you say to that? All the time I say, you will feel guilty. But on the other side of it, well, people, women are waiting for permission slips that only they can give themselves. So their guilt is based on the idea that you are not worthy or you do not have permission to choose your desires and your needs. And as humans, I literally believe, so emotions are energy in motion. So I'm actually an infectious disease specialist. I've worked in medicine my whole career. I believe that we are sick when we don't let, when we don't tend to our emotions. Um, and that, that energy gets stuck and it's because we're not naming them and we don't believe we have capacity to tend to it. So, right, you could wake up in the morning and feel overwhelming grief because a friend just moved away from town or you could feel thirsty because you haven't drinking water. It doesn't matter what your needs are, but when women don't believe that they can meet those needs first, we're just perpetuating this state of sickness and emotional unhealth. Um, and I, I think that claiming noticing our needs and then actually starting to meet them is the journey to freedom. I love how you traveled the world and asked people, what is freedom? And they said, the ability to name your desire, ask for what you need, and to choose yourself. So at the low moments when sometimes it looks like we have it all, but inside we're actually secretly stressed and overwhelmed, what do we do? And I know you're sharing with us a first step, but what what is something you'd like to leave with our listeners today? I would actually also like to talk about using your voice. I think women are, um, women can stay quiet, right? They don't even declare to themselves their needs and desires, let alone other people. And how women start taking back their times is they start like asking people for help and they start claiming what they need. 
Uh, and they start acknowledging their limitations because when we surrender to having to be perfect, having to be good, having to try hard, that's when we're like, we're free to change our mind. We're free to change our opinion. We're free to say like, this isn't working out and we need to change it. And I interview people from all over the world and have spent a lot of time in developing countries where people tangibly have less, right? Less money, smaller homes, more financial insecurity, but they have more capacity to, to be in connection with people. They know how to speak their needs. They like have these somatic body practices of whether it's dancing or singing or writing, but they have cultivated rhythms that allow them to um, like turn towards their emotions rather than turn away from them. Mm-hmm. And so I saw people that literally were at home with themselves, right? And that's what I so deeply wanted was to come back home to myself so that I didn't have to be that girl. I mean, as a diplomat, I represented other people's voices. I was very politically attuned. Hold up the image. Yeah. Of them. Uh, it was not really who you are. Yeah, it was armor. And it was not having my own opinions, right? Because when you have your own opinions, you're going to disappoint people. You're going to make people unhappy. And you might not be representing who hired you in a sense, who our boss or our job is tied to, right? Totally, totally. Um, yeah, so I would encourage women, whether that's writing, they're like, right, like every day I will write how I'm feeling physically and how I'm feeling emotionally and literally like like have a chart of feelings words to just like get to that core feeling. So and with no, yeah, with no judgment, just writing it down because I know they powerful. It's a very simple step, right? Because when women think about escaping busy, it's like, oh, I have to redesign my whole life. And, you know, it, the research has found that it is like daily right actions that change your life. Those, those little steps, right? And then you look back and you're like, oh, here I am. So I work with clients to develop rhythms that are going to create a happy list, that are going to serve them their soul. And just make them feel a little bit better, right? That we can do things that feel good. We do not have to earn our rest. When women literally take their planner and rather than planning their to-do list and their grocery list, that they like put the same intention into planning their rest just because they're worthy and not because they've earned it or everything else is done. We need to be resting before we're working. And it is like the the literal Western civilization has reversed this mindset. Say that. And it's causing all sorts of disease. And I love that. It's actually dis-ease. When you break that word disease into two, if you you look at it as a dis-ease, when I saw that one day in a book from Louise Hay, it just stopped me down in my tracks. I was like, wow, that's so true. So you invite us into, I love this, a journey of soul-cation where we prioritize soul care rest and play for a season until we can figure out what we really want. My question is, is it really possible to do this with working? I think I probably already said this, raising your kids, doing all of your normal day-to-day things. How does that fit in? Maybe how, do, how has one of your clients fit that in? Can you give us a picture of an example of that? Maybe that would help our listeners. Yeah. So the, the word location was created because I, I saw Americans that work hard for like two weeks of vacation a year. And this concept that we want to always escape our life um, and check out, numb out, distance. And then we come back to a life with a boss we don't like, with a 
partner we don't like with overwhelming responsibilities at home. And we never really use that time away to rethink our boundaries and the way that we're, we're doing life. So for say a client that's really overwhelmed, I say sometimes it takes a period of deep reflection. Like the concept of sulcation is almost a permission slip to tell people like, hey, I'm taking a few months of sulcation. I, you know, I'm going to have to step away from some responsibility. It's not like you run away to Italy for three months, but it's literally just kind of like that vocabulary to say, hey, guys, I like my soul needs a break. I'm taking this location um, and creating more space. So whether that's weekends away or evenings to yourself, or I really do believe that spending time with yourself and literally like any partner or love relationship, like cultivating a love relationship with yourself, which takes time. So my clients, the first thing we do is like, literally look at their calendar and see how we can create space. Um, and I always say that like, if you, if your mom called you today and said she had cancer, you would be able to create space to be in the hospital. What like, this is a we? solvable problem. It's really just about mindset. So spaciousness to turn towards yourself and almost like start dating and romancing and loving yourself because women are the vessels of love, but, but we often are the worst at loving ourselves. And so true. I, so I love to, on a very tactical level, just start with clients in, um, like giving them space in their day to, to like do happy, fun, mindless things. Because the thing is, is we actually know the answers. I think lots of life coaches and lots of content out there is like externally trying to give you a process. And I actually believe that our inner knowing is going to be our best guide. And in order to access that, we have to be still, we have to be silent, we have to be in relationship with our emotions, with, with our needs and with our very selves. So the magic actually happens when women slow down enough to cultivate that relationship. Um, so anything, right? Like anything you can do to hear, hear those desires that for some of my clients have never been spoken before and never been accessed because there's so many mental barriers, um, to really claiming our dreams. And, and the gift is to say, yeah, you don't need me. I don't know the answers, but I sure as hell know that you're not going to be free until you slow down enough to put everyone else's priorities off of your plate and put like you at the top of your to-do list. And what's one of the hardest challenges that your clients face through this process that maybe our, our listeners can just hear from? Fear. I mean, it does require, I always say that my new life cost me my old one. Right. And so many women want to hang on to both lives. They want their freedom but they also want to be the best mom in the carpool and be the like the wife that their husband talks about and have like the biggest job while like making the perfect dinner, right? Like these are all unrealistic expectations. We want, we, we want to grab onto the narrative that we inherited from society. Or our, or our parents, right? A lot of that frames what we know and what we do and how we think without even, it's very almost a subconscious level. Mm-hmm when we actually have to rewrite our story. And so I find women um, juggle because sometimes they just want help like living in that old narrative, right? And they're not willing to like throw it out. Like the hardest part is actually the unlearning, burning down, letting go. Like women were never taught to unlearn. 
and women were never taught to like um like changing a belief is not something our society expects and it changes relationships like it's going to change who your friend like I will say this right now and it's probably I don't always tell this to my clients when they start but your friendships are going to change likely right your work life might change maybe not your um you know the how you say yes and no like you are going to say no to a whole hell of a lot of things and and it's going to make you so much happier and you're going to feel playful and you're going to be have access to this inner child and you are going to delight in the little things in life and when you stop trying to be extraordinary and you just think into the ordinary things you love and you have named them and you claim them um you are walking a path that um, is going to set your heart on fire and it's going to help you show up with passion and joy but it is going to cost you operating in that old world. And are you willing, ready, when you're willing and ready to take that risk to change your life, right? It's just like that one choice away, that one, I choose to take this step in this direction to change it for something better and good. Well, I love your story uh, and your message, especially right now, because through the pandemic, things are more topsy-turvy than ever with even more stress and uncertainty, things being unpredictable. And yet on a normal day, we're struggling with a bunch of stress, overwhelm, and, uh, you know, trying to make ends meet and, 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 you know, hold up all the, all the balls in the air. And I love how your, your message for us right now is, is something that is like a healing, right? In, in a sense, um, we can heal our lives through this this process that you're sharing with us. Um, so what's one last thing you would like to leave to, to, to a listener today? What's something you want us to remember? You have permission to choose yourself and that your wants and desires are so valid. And rather than abandoning what you want and desire, like I want to give you a full permission slip to choose that and put that at the top of your to-do list. Thank you, Melody. Well, so Melody, if someone goes to your website, I noticed that they can try the daily Soulcation planning page for free. If you go to Melody's website, which I'll put in the description notes of this episode, um, just click on that and it pops right up and you can get started on your new journey today. And uh, Melody, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to see you again. And uh, I look forward to reconnecting soon. Thanks, Karen. My pleasure. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Mom Powerment Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to help you live a happier, healthier life with your kids. Click subscribe today, and we can't wait to have you join us on our next episode. Thanks again. And remember, don't worry, be happy. Hey there, it's Karin. I hope that you're enjoying the show. And by the way, if you're a mom who wants to learn how to help your child when they're struggling behaviorally or facing challenges in school, get started today by getting my free short video course on first steps to mom empowerment. Go to www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in learning how to have a happy life and healthy life with your kids. So head on over to www.educationalimpactacademy.com 
forward slash free video and grab your free gift today.